You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Gene. the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Smash After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424 424- 256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Smash After Show. Hey, everybody. Bing is for doing, and we are here doing another AfterBuzz for Smash. Season 1, Episode 8, episode titled The Coup. I'm Tamara Berg. I'm joined in studio by Sarah Mendoza. Aloha, everybody. And we do not have our fabulous Kendra with us this afternoon. She is um, on a trip in another time zone, so she cannot even call us in, <laughs> unless she does. Although and if she, she does, is the insomnia queen. I will, I will scold her, though, if she calls. <laughs> I'm just saying, because that girl needs some sleep. We have Spicy Mari in the studio and Ronnie. I can't see you guys at the yeah. moment. So. And Jerrica. And Jerrica. It's, wow. it's a whole team for the hey. Smash Party. Hey. Hey. Monday nights are crazy around here. You and never I, know what's going to happen. Late night after Bud's party. We, I, I was going to say I. We, we are all so excited to hear you guys talk about uh, the Smash show. Yes. Um, but first I wanted to say thank you for the support. And when I mean support, I mean iTunes. Uh, our iTunes page is really good for Smash. They write comments Yay. and they tweet. Thank uh, you. So they tweet, yes, so that's kind of a separate thing. But yes, we want that, though. We want the comments. We want the iTunes uh, rating because it certainly helps us out when we rate on the iTunes uh, boards over there. So please do that favor for us yes. because I think Sarah Mendoza, she does a great Smash uh, after show, as does Kendra Cabasol. And, of course, we all know Tammy is uh, the bee's knee. So She's there you the go. She's the queen. That's yeah. <laughs> so we're all back here watching you, and we're excited to talk about Smash. Of course, you know, uh, a lot of people are Catherine McPhee fans, so I want to know all about that. Megan Guilty fans, And before you guys get into it, do you have any news for us, uh, I do. Also, speaking about support, um, I mentioned last week on the show that the short film that I co-produced premiered at the Beverly Hills Short Film Festival this weekend, and there was an award ceremony at the end. And our little film in its very first festival won the Best Comedy Short and also Best Overall Short Film of the Festival. Yay, that's fantastic. So I want to thank people who showed up to see it this weekend and also thank again Maria and Kevin because some of the parts of the film were actually filmed right here in the studio complex that we have here at AfterBuzz. So we're very... AfterBuzz TV exclusive. Yeah, so we're very, very thankful and we're very, very proud of the the thing we did. Uh, the film is called The Fall of Night and uh, we will keep letting you know. I will, of course, let everybody know on Twitter and also we'll let people know here as it continues to show around the country, Very possibly. Cool. Yeah, we so. look forward to seeing it because we can't see it yet, right? Right, not yet. Not Just yet. for Tammy, VIP people. Yes, did sir. your pretty co-host go uh, join you for this event? Which pretty co-host? Oh, well, you know, oh, these co-hosts or Sarah. <laughs> no. 
no, we couldn't make it. Next, I, th- no. next time, we got to get them out yeah, there. Yeah, and right. this is the thing. It was, you know, it was a really kind of quick, we only knew we'd gotten into this festival about two weeks before, and I didn't really start telling people about it because we hadn't, we didn't know what the schedule was going to be until a few days before. So we had a, we had a great crowd show up, um, but not many after buzzers. And but I that's think okay. You guys will get another opportunity. We'll go to the I'm next certain. one. And I yeah. think that's what makes you so good, Tammy, at oh, AfterBuzz, because you have a different perspective. You know, a lot of us are super fans or, you know, work in the media and de- different outlets. But you, yeah. you know, putting together a project like this, uh, you, you definitely are the best person to talk about Smash when it comes to that. Oh, you know? Ronnie, you're my biggest <laughs> fan. I'm enriched in, in positivity. I think he wants something from you. He's, I know. It's okay. I, it's all right. <laughs> Anyways, on to Smash. Okay. So let's go to Smash. So the first thing that we wanted to talk about was that crazy, crazy musical number that Derek started and had Karen sing on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's first of all just talk about the song. What did you think of the song? Touch Me? Yes. Um, well, I mean, we saw the sexy side of Karen in this episode, yes. which was, you know, different because she's yes. usually such a sort of mousy girl next door type of A little bit proper, yes. Yeah, so we saw her come come out of her shell and show a little bit more of her sultry Maryland mm-hmm. side, which was really cool, and I thought she did a good job. Yes, I did too. I love that silhouette shot in the beginning of I her, you know, doing the, the curvy moves. I thought that was beautiful. Me too. I liked, I, w- I liked the way that the performance started, but mm-hmm. then as it went on, I was like, are those Jabberwocky characters dancing yeah. with them? <laughs> like, the guys with the mask and, like, these weird angles, and right? it started getting kind of a little too abstract for me. Yes. Um, but I still thought it was, thought it was pretty cool. Uh-huh. Um, I thought that the song just had nothing to do with Marilyn or the right. time or the genre. And they did they did explain that a little bit. Derek said mm-hmm. something about how, you know, there there's the, the historical Marilyn, but then there's this is the Marilyn for a new generation that we're talking about. The contemporary about. Marilyn right. is what they were trying to pitch right. to uh, Julia and to Tom. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for me, I... I didn't like the idea of doing yeah. it the contemporary way. Contemporary. Contemporary. <laughs> it's like contemporary way. Yes. Because um, that's just not the energy that the historical, the classic Marilyn exuded and what she's right. known for. True. So that would be taking a risk, you know, True. changing it to that genre. Yes. But, and it just kind of came out of nowhere for me. I thought they were doing like an entirely different show or new project when he first started working with Karen because it was so different. That's what it did seem like for sure. Right. But then come to find out after they show it to Tom and Julia, it's like, hey, we we want Marilyn to go in this direction. Right. Well, and as creative people, as we both are, we, you know, I really get trying to turn things on their head and and look at things in a different way. And I, I absolutely applaud that effort, mm-hmm. you know, almost always when it comes to art and creating. I right. just didn't think it worked. You no. know, it so, just, so it now just they know na- what not to do mm-hmm. for the show. Mm-hmm. Um, what irritated me, though, is there is they're right. Like they it was like sort of a slap in the face for Tom and Julia yep. because they're doing it behind their backs. They had no idea what they were walking into, let alone right. that Karen knew about it. Right. So he started picking and choosing who he wants without their consent. Yes. And yes. then, we, of course, we have the drama because Ivy's in there. Um, okay. Ella now, sneaks her in somehow. We actually, <laughs> you know, we try to be positive and, you know, constructive in our criticism, but you and I were both talking about this episode. It seems like 
the the writers are sort of lost. Mm-hmm. This episode, they seem like they didn't have their anchor, right? Um, because there were there were many things we we talked about a couple things last week that seemed sort of implausible, and and I really think that this week this week kind of drove me crazy. I mean, Ellis and Ivy showing up at this remote warehouse, nobody can see them, nobody knows they're there. But they're there and they can sneak in. It just seemed completely implausible to me. Do you agree with that? I totally agree. It yeah. was cliche. I don't think cliche is the word, but it was sort of like what no. you would think would go wrong but is implausible is what happened. Well, it was a little like what I was talking about last week. It seemed like a cartoon. You know, it seems mm-hmm. like a, a, just a very simplistic not well-developed method of trying to get them in there. It seemed to me like they could have come up with a more clever way to create that conflict, and they took yeah. kind of an easy way out. And I'm sorry, I, I don't, I, I don't <laughs> want to bag on it, but I know that they've got incredibly talented people on this show, and I, I think that they need to get a little deeper and really kind of dig and maybe right. work a little harder on the stories. Right. I'm still a Smash fan, yeah, me but, too. but I feel like... Like I was telling you earlier, they're just hitting certain plot points. Mm-hmm. It's just going from, you know, one transition to the next, and there's nothing really underneath it. We're right. not getting, like, the meat right. of, of each thing that's happening. It's just sort of they're moving on from one thing to the next. Yes. And it's showing with all the different relationships, I think. None yeah. of them, to me, are uh, deep enough right. um, to feel... Like you're connected with them, and again, that's we, we talked about that a little bit last week too, with the dancers seeming to mm-hmm. be very having having these very surface conversations. Right. So, um, I mean, they've already shot all the rest of the episodes, so hopefully, this is this is their trouble point, mm-hmm. and they're they're going to move up from here. But um, the you know the other thing is is that the good news that came out of it was that the the experiment failed, and they did learn something out of it, right? Right. Discovered this. Mm-hmm. First of all, this doesn't this doesn't work, and w- we shouldn't have done it in the first place. I mean, um, Eileen was apologizing to right. everybody in the end, mm-hmm. so she was realizing that it was a giant mistake. It was right. A giant mistake. I also. Which, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just going to talk about how she realized, which would have brought us to our next point, though. What? Well, just one more thing yeah. before that, though, was the. You know, it seemed like a modern dance performance art piece more than a song for a musical because there were the bars coming in that looked like prison bars and then the, right? yeah oh, yeah i didn't get it that's that's why i was not for it when i was watching it when i realized they were doing it for maryland it right? just didn't fit yeah what you would think a maryland musical or story would be yep and sometimes you learn it was more from like them. Lady Gaga. Like, yeah. like, let's do a play on Lady Gaga. Right. That type of right. thing. And maybe that's what they were doing, but it didn't work. It didn't work. And for, especially for those of us who are, you know, kind of looking for the more classic mm-hmm. line, it right. didn't work for us. Agree. So, Agree with you. So there we go. <laughs> um, and this, oh, did we even talk about the song? It was called, we did. It was called yes. Touch Me. And the mm-hmm. band again? One Republic. One Republic. Ryan that's Tedder. right. That's He's right. He's so cute. He is so way. cute. <laughs> by the when way. I, saw him, I was like, oh, that's. The handsome oh, guy from at, One Republic. Oh, look at that cute guy. <laughs> that was what Sarah was saying. Oh, look at him. He's cute. <laughs> so then, back to how she yes. uh, realized that it wasn't a good idea maybe to do this behind everybody's back is uh, Meryl Streep's daughter is on this episode. Yes. She plays the Katie. daughter, Katie. Katie, of Eileen. Who's come back from India. Her name is Grace, and I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. It's Gummer or Goomer. Uh, She is Meryl Streep's daughter. (laughs) She is like Meryl Streep's baby clone. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, she walked on, and I had read a few weeks ago that she was going to be on the show, and, but had forgotten it, didn't really realize it was happening this week. She walks on, and I go, oh, my God, it's Meryl Streep's daughter. And you went, what? wait, what? And I yeah. go, just look. I mean, they're... <laughs> there's no question who her mom is. Right. Spitting image and her voice, too. You were saying that earlier. Yes. She sounds like her, too. Yes. Her mannerisms, even, the way that she talks to She did something with her hands that looked straight out of, you know, something with her mom. And when she was hugging somebody, I went, oh, my gosh. So that's exciting, don't you think? Oh, very cool. It, I mean, I Meryl Streep is a natural, Street... national treasure, so uh-huh. now we've got a new one coming up. She must be excited to see her uh, daughter on this oh, TV I'm sure. show. Oh, I'm sure. Big successful. hit TV yeah. show, yeah. I wonder, has she done anything in the past, or was this sort of her breakout first TV gig that I think she's it's done? The, the first real big one that people have seen. So mm-hmm. she's on this episode. She was on, in the Larry Crown movie. She was Larry in the, in the uh-huh. movie Larry Crown. Uh, she was also in a TV series called Gigantic mm-hmm. that was 2010 and 2011 and a couple of other films. I've never seen her before, though. Have Me you? Me neither. But this will probably be the one to get her get some her really attention. Moving. Yeah. At least a little bit for, yeah. for the show. She's incredibly charming mm-hmm. and very watchable and very interesting. She's and- so much like Meryl Streep, though. I wonder if she'll be able to break away from... I'm Meryl Streep's daughter, you right. know, and like create her own niche in the acting world. For sure, that's always a, a challenge for, you know, showbiz kids. Mm-hmm. Um, Colin Hanks is a great example because he's I've got so many. In the show. True, right? <laughs> True. Absolutely. There's the parallel. But Colin Hanks, you know, mm-hmm. living a little, not so much in the shadow of his dad, but definitely with a comparison of his dad all the time. Because again, you see the mannerisms, you see, right. you see his dad in him. So. Mm-hmm. We will see, but she was she was delightful. So Very she charming. she read her mom the riot act and said, "I can't believe you're doing this. I can't believe you've gone behind the backs of these people that you care about. You're turning into dad. You're turning into says. dad. And boy, could you say something worse? <laughs> I know, right? When Aww. she's trying to break away from this this hideous guy, and now she's hearing like, oh crap, I'm I'm, I'm just becoming like him. him. Yeah, yeah, exactly the thing that she didn't want. Right, right. But it turned her around immediately. Right. Because, of course, she's going to listen to her daughter and, and really take that to heart. Well, and her daughter was being smart about it. She was, mm-hmm. she was clearly right and, and pointed it out in a very easy-to-understand way. And it caught Eileen right there in the gut where it's mm-hmm. supposed to. And then she stormed right back in there. She apologized to yep. everybody. She said, this was a mistake. Yep. We shouldn't have done this. Right. But I think, but then, of course, the damage was done a little bit. Yes. Ivy was involved already. Tom is already pissed off. Right. But at least she was trying to make it right. Whereas right. Derek, he was just, at that point, at least, he wasn't sh- sorry at all. He was being his ridiculous narcissistic <laughs> self that we've been talking about for weeks and weeks. Is there anything else to Derek? Sorry I don't think to, so. To go in another direction here, but I feel like there's nothing else that they're showing us of this guy. It's always the same old thing. Right. Right. Either he's being selfish, you know. Or, or being an ass. Or just wanting to, you know, do it with Ivy again. Right. <laughs> right. It's one of those two things, really. Well, you know, people <laughs> are motivated by ego and sex a lot of the time. Right. So I guess most people uh, hide it a little better, though, than he does. <laughs> yeah. Which, which goes back, though, to the whole, like, it's getting so predictable or, un, you know, like, it's getting so the plot's. Uh, movement throughout mm-hmm. each episode is just getting so show me something different or could it have been more realistic or well, can well, I connect with this a little bit more somehow or the other thing is is that it's just completely implausible like we were saying about mm-hmm. um, 
Ellis and Ivy showing up. Also, just to kind of divert a little bit, the on again, off again with Michael and Julia. So, oh, my God, I'm in love with you. Oh, no, 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 I'm not in love with you. Oh, yes, I am in love with you. I'm in love with you, but I don't want to be with you. I Look, there's my family. They're right there. Aren't they great? I'm going to go kiss my wife. You're right. You were wrong. I mean, it, it was like bing, bing, bing. Right. What? Blink and you would have missed some step in there that was important. Right. Like the slippery couch. It's just not real. That relationship is so not believable to me. Mm-hmm. And then today they somehow end up on the same park bench. Yes. And uh, they're talking about ending their affair. Yes. And he suddenly realizes <laughs> that he has a family. After all this time, he's been trying to chase her down, you know. Uh, and- yeah. And be with her. Right. And his family's sitting right in front of them. Yes. Or in, in the park, and he's looking, looking at them saying, I love them. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and Julia's saying, I've been really stupid. And he goes, and I've been too. really stupid, too. And then it's done. Just as quick as, as it started, it's done. I, I, <laughs> maybe they realized that it was a failed experiment as well. And Maybe. Just... But then again, the preview for next week, uh, something is going to happen again with them, too. Right. Because the husband... Well, it could just be on. it could just be that that uh, Frank, I think is his name, Frank finds out mm-hmm. it's over, but he finds out. So the oh. the repercussions could still obviously they could go on forever, right? Depending on when somebody slips up or mm-hmm. somebody figures something out. Um, but yeah, that was that was just weird and unsatisfying. <laughs> you know, we we were we were not with them on the affair to begin with, um, because I was talking to a, a friend of mine who's a big Smash fan today. And we were talking about the Julia and Michael thing. And again, we're a little off topic, but it's all still part of Smash. <laughs> and uh, and she was so funny because do you remember when they had when they did have sex on the couch? The two of you were on either side of me going, no, 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 no. And I'm going, wow, that's a really hot sex scene. <laughs> My friend said the same thing. I go, so you remember? Because I was relating that to her. I go, remember when? And, and before I could even say it, she goes, yeah, that was really hot sex scene. <laughs> But but we weren't we weren't ever like for it, right? Right. None of us were. And then you know, before we even had a chance to sort of express our indignation, they've broken up again and then they've gotten back together again and then they've broken up again. I mean, it was just all it was it's a schizophrenic relationship. Right. And it's it, at the end of it, like after today especially, it's like what was the point of that? Right. Right, exactly. We could have Thank done you without for it that, that whole time, yeah. Except for Tamara enjoying the one sex scene, yeah. Like, and that could have been that could have been anybody. It could have been anybody. That could Derek have been and Ivy. Give us exactly. It could have yeah. been Derek and Ivy, and I would have liked it just the same. Right. Yeah. Right. So there's just no point to that relationship. I just like the artistry of it. I thought it was. I thought it was pretty. <laughs> Minus, he has no game. I still stand by. He has no game. There's n- there's no even any build up though. Like he got there and he's like. I'm unbuttoning your shirt. Yeah. I know you just got You're here. You're right. I, I'm going to unbutton your shirt. I don't shirt. disagree with you. I don't disagree with you. I just thought. He's just yeah. right to it. Yeah. You're right. You're right. <laughs> so silly, silly. Um, but then, so where, where did we come off of? We came off of, oh, the daughter, Minnie Merrill. Right. Okay. Yeah. And, then at, the, <laughs> and uh, then at the end of it, so everyone's. You know, crying and hugging, or not really, but <laughs> you know, uh, Eileen says, "I'm really sorry," and Derek's being kind of indignant, and and Ivy's sort of brushing things off, and Eileen goes out to her car, and Ellis shows up and hops in the car, and she says to him, "Get in." 
How is he still? How does he still have a job? Honestly, with all the turdiness that is going on with that kid, honestly, I don't think there's any. What is the reason for the things he does? No, but the thing that burned (laughs) us both so bad in this was he comes in and goes, what I think Eileen means is we're going to have a meeting tomorrow. Like, he's calling the meeting like he's anybody. And I yelled at the television, shut up! And I don't say shut up to people. (laughs) Shut up! I don't want to hear you. Go away. You're ridiculous. Who do you think you are, Who do you think you are? Right? I really don't think that's a realistic thing either, that he's still hired or no, that he's still in a no, job. That, he would be that fired if these, that were real Exactly. Life. All these powerful people are standing around. They're having a conflict. They're trying to figure it out. And some 22-year-old, 19-year-old comes in and goes, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a meeting. And I, I mean, if I was any of those people, I would I would throw something at him. And I don't throw things at people. Right. But I would fire him. And fi- Eileen would not want him as no the way. assistant. Because now we find out that he's hired with Eileen now. He's yes. Eileen's assistant. Yes. He's quit Tom. In kind of a snotty way, he's like, "Yeah, yes. well, thanks for the opportunity." Snotty Tom. is his middle name. Eileen, Eileen, now. Yeah, it's thank just, you for the opportunity. That was so <laughs> silly. It just doesn't make sense to me. The things that he does, like he's just—it seems like he's just stirring up things. Like he's—he's he's the kid in the playground, and he's just knocking around, down sandcastles left and right yes. for no reason. Yes, it doesn't make sense because he's—why is he telling? You know, why is he? telling ivy these things he's whispering things in everybody's ear yes for no reason well and that that can't go on forever that has to end up coming back to bite him it i think it will but what i'm hoping is that he's i think he's a generally reviled character i was reading a couple of things online a couple of articles that people were writing Mm -hmm. and one of the things that several people said was get rid of ellis just get rid of him (laughs) just like we keep saying just fire him make him go away put him in jail or something we're (laughs) sick of him but what i want to think is that eileen is bringing him in so that either she can she can learn something or use him in some way and get him out but I, I don't really see the cleverness coming in into that story so no. i think i'm probably it's just dreaming a, a happy dream that yeah happen. it's just another one of those things for me that i think the writers put in to cause some sort of drama within the episode uh-huh but it's not like a drama that's compelling exciting. no mm-hmm. it's just like they needed some drama and just threw something in. Right. That's what it feels like, at least for the the last few episodes. For I me. agree because it just it, he he just shows up in the craziest places and inserts himself in all of these important positions, and I just don't think those people would stand for it. I no. just don't. No, people of their caliber too. These experienced professionals yes. in the Broadway world. Yes, who are dealing with this. Multi millions of dollars. Opens his mouth and, when he does, you know, right, shouldn't be. Right. It doesn't make sense. I don't. I just don't see it as uh, <laughs> being at all plot. In fact, I wrote it in all caps: implausible. <laughs> what did I write? Oh, I just wrote, I hate Alice. Oh, and then I wrote, paper. shut up, right there. <laughs> oh, and then I put Alice. Who do you think you are? On my yes. on my notebook too. Yes. Thank goodness for DVRs so that we can right. record it because you and I sometimes yell at the TV mm-hmm. and we need to go back and hear what we mean. I know. We, re- we rewind a lot, don't we? We do. We always we do. notice weird things and then we get distracted and we have to go back. Uh, yeah. I, I wonder, don't know what I did before my DVR. I wonder how Alice is in real life, his character. 
I wonder too. He's probably such a pleasant person. In I real know. Life, huh? He probably is. He looks like a sweetheart. Yes. He looks like one of yes. those sweet guys. Yes, he really does. He really does. <laughs> I, I like to think that he is because he, that he's completely unlike his character because we want to like him right. as a person. Uh, yeah, so Tom is now, work, I mean, Alice is now working for Eileen. Mm, good luck, Eileen. I hope he doesn't get on your nerves like everybody else. That was funny, though, when Julia was like, I would say good riddance, but, but he's, he's still, still here. here. We clearly <laughs> still have to deal with him. So she hates him just as much as we do. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I wonder why they don't say something to Eileen. Like, why are you hanging around with this idiot? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I remembered I wanted to check how many episodes Alice is in. In the season. I think he's in the whole season. Yeah, he's probably in the whole season. I'd like to think that maybe this was his last episode, but I don't think we're (laughs) going to get that. We should write them. Yes. They've already made all the shows. That's true. Next next season, though. Let's get a new assistant for Okay. (laughs) We'll save that. Okay. Yes. For goodness sake. (laughs) I was too excited. Okay. What we found out in the near the end of the episode and through the work, not workshop, but the the failed experiment of the bed touch me thing that they've decided that Marilyn needs to be a star. And the one thing that kind of got me, of course, my eyes are killing me today because I'm having allergy problems. So I'm very (laughs) prone to bursting into tears today just because my eyes hurt so much. Uh, The one part of the episode that kind of touched me was the conversation between Ivy and Tom where Tom told her, Mm -hmm. you're not going to be Marilyn. Right. And, I don't think it was just me. He seemed to be really choking up while he was saying it, and she was obviously crying. It was sad, wasn't it? That was the only time I think we were silent while we were watching the episode. It it did get to both of us, I think. And then transition into when she was singing Let Me Be Your Star on her bed and alone in her bedroom, sad. Looking at the pictures of Marilyn on her mirror. Because this has been her dream just as much as it has been Karen's. It's also been Ivy's dream, whether we're Team Karen or Ivy or or what, you know. She's wanted it so bad throughout the season, and it's it's very obvious in all the things she does. Even her insecurities and how she talks snottily to to Karen, Mm -hmm. it's because she wants it so bad. And now it's being pulled from underneath her. After she went through the workshop, it was like the carrot dangling in front of the horse's mouth. And it's just gone. It might be gone now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it, it was a very sad moment. And it was, it was incredibly touching to me because they obviously have a long history. There's one of those deeper relationships that we keep asking for, right? Right. Where they talk about more than just the weather and what steps we're doing in this current song you know they talk about real things about how they're feeling about what's going on with Mm -hmm. them they have a history and we and we know it right away and that's clever writing so right that so that's why we're so on board with that with that relationship and that conversation and it it was it was a really nice place to see yes i'm saying tom and ivy yeah i think tom in general he's he's a character that's very well written because when he was confronting julia about her affair same thing He's able to talk to that to her about deeper issues like that, yes. like, "Hey, Julia, what are you doing here?" Right, you know, and kind of ground her. Yes, just like he's the you know pillar for yes. Ivy. Mm-hmm. So I I think they're doing very good with his character. I agree. In the series. I agree. At least. Yeah, yeah, and he's portraying it really well as mm-hmm. well. He's he's I th- he's a pleasure to watch. Yeah. Uh, now, just to go back a little bit, 
speaking about Tom, that Tom scene, Tom and Derek scene where they were having their oh. big confrontation mm-hmm. and say, you know talking about having a critic in your pocket, and then Tom says, you know, no, Derek, it was your dad was sleeping with the guy and all that kind of stuff. That was a conversation that I didn't care about. Me too. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> no, me too. I, it could have been uh, 20 seconds long, like Tom saying, I can't believe you did this, and then just stormed out, and it would have been the same thing for me. Same result. I agree. way too long. I was thinking, is Tom going to break out into song right now? Yeah. I thought it was leading into something like that. hmm But <laughs> it wasn't. It yeah. was just... And they dropped what was supposed to be a bombshell, and it sort of looked like Derek didn't know. You know, his dad had this scandal or semi-scandal in his life, and I didn't care. I didn't care. Yeah, me neither. It wasn't a bomb dropping for me. It didn't bother me. I just, just wanted to move on to what was next. Right, because we already got the point. There was a big hoo-ha with, you know, Angelica or Eileen apologizing and everything. Yes. And they already did that. Yes. And they just wanted to do it again. I do it again, right. Like a more smaller, intimate scene, but... Didn't do anything. I agree with you. Didn't do anything for me either. I think this is the moment where we need Kendra here because she usually has great insight on those things. <laughs> she, she, you know, she talks about the psychology of it and right. <laughs> maybe, maybe we'll have to ask her and she can tweet out. She's and, probably like writing notes right now, I listening hope so. to us. Like, hi, Kendra, we need you. <laughs> tell us, cool. tell us what that scene was about, or are we right? Was it just silly? Analyze it for us. Yes. Yeah. Yes. She's good at that. She is good at that. So, yeah, that was just a weird scene for me. It didn't work for me. There was a lot that didn't work for me in this episode. I don't, yeah. I don't quite know what to do. But this the was fact, an off episode for them. I think it was. And But the, the thing that we did learn about them, well, we learned about them wanting to put in a star. And now we know that that's where the challenge with potentially Uma Thurman Coming in soon is, mm-hmm. you know, we've been we've been reading that she's going to come into the um, later episodes. So pretty soon here, I think. What's what we're on eight, right? I think it's yes. uh, 12 through seven through the end. She's OK, gonna be there. OK, so yeah. so we've got a couple of episodes not really knowing where they're going to go because she's going to be coming in as a Hollywood star. Right. As a possibility. So that will be it's going to be interesting to see what they're going to do with this. We need a star in the starring role Mm -hmm. thing. And then seeing Ivy back in the chorus. Yes. How she's going to be handling that. Yeah. It's going to be interesting. Because then her and Karen are sort of in the same boat again. Right. And you know that both of them are going to be fighting till the death to get back in that spot. That's right. It's like clean slate sort of for both of them. Right. Yeah. That's going to be interesting. Um, I think we should go to do a commercial and then to come back with some news because we have some good news today, we do. don't we? We have lots of news yeah. today. So let's do a commercial and we will come back and give you some news and gossip. After Buzz TV. Hi. I was once like you, a lazy, angry loner whose only joy was watching TV and surfing the net. And like you, after I'd see one of my favorite TV shows, I'd be so excited and have so many questions that I'd actually have to talk to my douchebag co-workers about it at the water cooler. Then I discovered AfterBuzzTV.com. AfterBuzzTV produces after-show webcasts and podcasts for TV series of all kinds, like post-game wrap-up shows for all your favorite TV shows. AfterBuzz TV hosts are industry insiders who break down episodes of shows, take calls from fans, and interview cast and crew from each series with over 60 different after shows from Boardwalk Empire to American Idol to Vampire Diaries to Real Housewives and more. 
Now, after a night of TV, I can ignore my stupid co-workers, who I hate, and go straight to my desk and watch or listen to all my favorite AfterBuzz TV after shows and have all the TV fan interaction I need. Thank you, AfterBuzz TV. AfterBuzz TV. What do you want to buzz about? So the big news that we learned this week is that Smash has been renewed for renewed for a second. I'm so excited. Nude. Smash has been renewed for a second season. But the interesting thing about it is that the creator and executive producer, Teresa Rebeck, will step down as the showrunner. But she will remain an executive producer on the show, but she's not going to be extensively involved in the day-to-day. So um, I don't really know what that means. Obviously, it means there's a change in in management and in Mm -hmm. the day-to-day handling of the show. But it will be very interesting to see what, how that affects what happens in season two. Right. And... I would imagine there are a lot of people peeing their pants going, oh, my God, I can't believe we have to do a second season. Because we talked about that (laughs) earlier, that one of the writers, I think, or one of the executive producers got his sweatshirt that said season one smash. And he went, oh, my God, we have to do a season two. (laughs) And it hadn't even been renewed yet. They were very early in the season. So that was kind of interesting. You have some Megan Hilty news. I do. Team Ivy people, we have some news on Megan Hilty. First one, a little fun one here. Some... It could sound scandalous, but Corey Monteith from Glee and yes. Megan Hilty locked lips for the GLAAD Media Awards. Ooh, scandalous. Yes. There's some jealous people out there. <laughs> uh, so Smash star Megan Hilty bounded on stage after winning the bid for a kiss from Monteith, 29, during the Media Awards. Uh, so... Monteith and Hilti gave each other a polite peck on the lips. Perhaps Monteith was concerned what his girlfriend and Glee co-star Leah Michelle <gasps> might think. Oh, I think and that's that adorable. Kiss, she paid five thousand dollars for that. I was kiss. trying to find that. I could not find the dollar amount. Yeah. I'm glad you found that. She paid five thousand buckaroos for that. Kiss. That's fabulous. <laughs> hey, he lucked out too. He got to. Kiss that's Megan right. Hilti. He got to, get to, got to kiss Megan Hilty, and his girlfriend couldn't object because it was all for in the name of fundraising. Right. It's you know, it's part of the biz. It is. It is. <laughs> okay. So another Megan. We got lots of Megan news today. Yes. Another Megan news. Megan Hilty says I'd lose a sing off um, against Karen or Catherine McPhee in a dance off, but when I would win a fist fight with. My Smash co-star, Catherine McPhee. So she thinks she could take her in yeah, a fist fight. Yeah, she thinks she could take her. What do you think? Do you agree with that? I think that I think that Megan Hilty would win on all levels. I think she's just being modest. <laughs> yeah, I think. I mean, what are you going to say to the interviewer? Of course, I'll like, kick her yeah, ass on stage. Be better. I'm a better singer than her, and I. I yeah. Although I heard she's not so good on the dancing, so maybe we'd agree oh, with really? her. Oh, really? Yeah. Which well, is doesn't show. For a Broadway star. Yeah. She's really good at. She looks fantastic in the show. You never yeah, would think that she's work. not a fabulous dancer. <laughs> no, I think she's great. Yeah, she's so she was really cute when she was. I was watching the video. She was being very humble about it, but then saying like, "Yeah, I think I could take her in a fist fight, though." But she was also trying to be just funny. Funny, and sweet yeah. I think that's cute. I think that's cute. Some other awesome news for Megan Hilty. She's actually landed her herself a recording deal. Uh, so the star has been snapped up by Sony bosses after wowing TV critics as the they call her a needy diva Ivy Lynn. Oh, funny. <laughs> and then um, for all you Megan Hilty fans, she's also going to be on The Tonight Show with Jane Leno tomorrow night. So tune in 
if you guys can tomorrow night Excellent. to see Megan Hilty. We should definitely watch that. Yes. Now you have some news as well. I do. I find this really interesting. Deborah Messing won back her Twitter name. She. Uh, what was the deal with that? Well, what the deal was, was she said, I knew nothing about Twitter and a girlfriend emailed me one day and said, I've been talking to you for three weeks over Twitter and I didn't know it was you. Somebody else was posing as Deborah Messing. And oh, of course it happens geez. all the time with right. celebrities on Twitter. Mm-hmm. It And Deborah Messing says, and it turned out there were six people posing as her. <laughs> She said, okay, this is insanity. I don't like this, and I want to get my name back. And so she started doing some digging, and it turns out that one of the people posing as her was a firefighter from Los Angeles. A firefighter. Uh Uh-huh. That's random. And she says, the law has a fine line. You can spoof or satire somebody, but you can't present yourself as speaking their words. And that's what they were doing. So she got it back. So she, and she's been slow to get onto the Twitter bandwagon. She hasn't been a big, you Mm -hmm. know, big fan of that kind of stuff. But she recently got it back. It's at Deborah Messing on Twitter, D-E-B-R-A, and she has 25,000 followers already. Wow. From the the pre, the person before who had yeah, collected oh, it? Yeah, they basically shut down the account. and that, No, 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 her own. They shut down the account. She got it back. She started oh, wow. it back up, and she has 25,000 followers already. Wow. So, But it's interesting. Like I can't get my domain name because there's a scientist in the Bay Area who has my name. Um, there's a weather girl in the Bay Area who also has my name. So, my, you know, I've been trying and I've I have been on the bandwagon for a long time. Right. And um, and there are a lot of of it's just that some people get it, reserve it before you. They, they do just it. Happen to. They do it the minute they know about you. And as you know, I've recently changed over from my original Twitter handle to my at Tamara Berg handle. And I was so happy that I was able to get it because there are a few Tamara Berg's out in the world, and but I got well, I it. Didn't, I didn't even know that. I thought yes. it was still on Tamara Jewelry. No, no. Oh, cool. It's been like three weeks. I, I I've switched been over to... I've been on the wrong, the Girl, wrong one. Girl, get over there. I, I need to get at on the Tamara Berg, for I'll goodness be, sake. Everybody follow at Tamara Berg. Yes, yes. <laughs> and then follow Deborah Messing because it's really her. It's a verified account. So that, it's supposed to say like official Twitter, and account. it does. It okay. does. They they call it verified. I think that's yeah, what they call verified. it. And uh, she has that little check mark or star <laughs> sign or whatever it is there that says they have verified this is indeed Deborah Messing. So that's good for her, and I'm I'm happy for her. And I believe that is all the news and gossip we have. That is. So now shall we move on to predictions? And now your after buzz TV. Oh my god, I totally forgot to talk about one thing. And that was the song Dance to the Music. Oh, we we completely cuz we usually do a music segment and we had so many other segments that we forgot. So Dance to the Music, I thought it was adorable. It was fun. It reminded me of Greece. Yeah, yeah, definitely very, that. It was a very cute number. Yes, it was a really cute number, and I like that song. I'm I'm a big fan of '70s you kind of rock totally and soul music. Bobbing yeah. your head and getting into it the whole yep. time. All yep, I love that stuff. It makes me move. It makes me groove. <laughs> I I enjoyed it. So so okay. Predictions. I predict that Ellis will get fired and move to Oregon. I predict that Michael will get fired and move back in with his family. Where not that he's moved out, but that he. I I just there's so much silliness on this mm-hmm. show at the moment. I think the fact that the show got renewed and the executive producer, who I think is also the showrunner, is not on the show anymore. The I think she was the she's the creator. Oh, creator. Who's a play also a playwright, but and the showrunner. Um, so maybe what they've what they've done is is 
because we've been talking about how some of it looks very stagey, you know, like yeah. very much like a theatrical production she, as opposed she, to a TV show. It's probably because of her background. She's right. a playwright. Right. So but what I heard with what I'm you know more about this than I do. But with sh- with uh, new shows, usually the creator is just responsible for the first that's few right. handful of episodes. Yes. And then a new writer takes on uh, right. takes over. So probably that's what's happening right. for next season. Yeah. Yeah, that could be it. And and I hope that they get somebody who's maybe more savvy for TV in television, because mm-hmm. I don't know if you know this, but but they talk about what medium drive or what what field of expertise drives different mediums. And talking about film is really a director's medium. The theater is obviously an actor's medium and television is really a writer's medium. Right. And it's. And, and it's critically important to get great writers who really understand TV to be doing television because it's so – it's such its own animal. Mm-hmm. And even if you – because I am a writer. Even if you don't know writing per se, there are so many people I have conversations with about, are you watching such and such a show? It's so brilliant. I think, oh, yes, it is brilliant. And and they don't know why it's brilliant. They just know that it really hits them in the right place right. and that they love it. And I'm, you know, I'm here to tell you it's because the writing is great, in addition to a lot of the other elements. Right. But that's sort of the core of good television, in my estimation and in my opinion. And I think it's that's kind of one of the areas that they've not been Mm-hmm. Um, that has not been their best, has not been their right. fort. Because what translates on a stage play is different is than what's... fort or forte? Fort. That's Got fort, it. Ronnie. <laughs> thank you for thank you for jumping in. Thank you. That was a little inside joke between me and Ronnie. <laughs> I thought he was making fun of your, your uh, pronunciation. Yes. Um, no, I was just saying that um, what... What translates well on television or on a stage play is different than what translates Absolutely. well on TV. Absolutely. And that's what we've been saying the whole time is like, it's like they're trying to do a play and they're just shooting it for television. Yeah. So, so it'll be not- really interesting to see what what happens with that in the, really, I'm sure that's only going to start to happen in season two. Although maybe some of that transition has begun already or, you know, begun in the, in the shows that are, are starting to air now. Uh, the other question I wanted to ask you was, because, again, my friend was talking to me about this today, and she said, do you think that at the end of season one, they will actually mount, in real life, a theatrical musical of Marilyn? I read something, and yes. they are. They are. They're going to go through the production in, they the, in are. the finale. They are. It would be it would be a really good idea. It'll probably not be the the like a two hour long whatever right. thing like it would be in real life. But right. they're gonna I think they're gonna go through the main plot breaks. Okay, but 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 the, but the question is, do you think it will become an actual theatrical oh. musical that people can go see on a Broadway oh. theater in real life? Oh, that would be awesome. I think it would be smart possibly mm-hmm. to try it. It's like they've it they've would. been workshopping it for all these episodes on TV. They're doing the music. Well, just like Glee, like they've taken the right. actual actors exactly. on the road. It yeah. would be a cool thing to take Ivy and Catherine McPhee, or yes. Megan and Catherine McPhee right. on the road and do like a, a mini tour or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'd see it. I would too. We'd be in line for our tickets. We absolutely we? would. We'd hope <laughs> with we'd get, Kendra. We, and we're going to bring we Ronnie get some press. and Spicy and Jerrica. We're bringing all bringing them all because <laughs> Ronnie knows how I like those red carpets. 
Right. That's right. That's she right. <laughs> we had so much fun on the red carpet. We did. Uh, We're going to again. I'm telling you, somehow or another. You're taking me to a red carpet one day, Tamara. No, not the voice. Sorry. The sing off. <laughs> the sing off. Sorry. That's okay. It's really late. It's Monday. I was it's just late. going off. Yes, Tamara. It's actually carpet, technically Tuesday now. Oh my God! It is Tuesday. It is Tuesday now. Well, Seven then, minutes into Tuesday. I think that means we need to start wrapping it up. <laughs> uh, I think it was a great show. Anything else you have to say? Um, it was an interesting show. Is what I meant to say. It was an interesting yes, show. Our was. show was great. Kill off Ellis. Kill Dave. off Ellis. Get rid of thing. Ellis. That's all I want to say. I think I'm just excited that it's coming back. I didn't know that was going to happen. Yeah. What, the sing-off? No, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Season what two. are you talking about? Oh, season, season two. two. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, because a lot of shows I watch, I end up, I end up uh, canceling them. If, if Ronnie loves it, uh, how to I've, make it in America. I have that problem, too. Forward. So I was like, I, I watched Smash a little with you two. Yeah. Because I love the way you guys, you know, recap it. Oh, thanks. But Aww. I didn't really want to get into Smash because I got Because you were afraid canceled. it was going to leave you. Well, yeah. they're back for a second season so that's pretty exciting so hopefully we're going to see some interesting stuff some good character development and some depth some depth yeah in in episode 9 next week where can we find you on Twitter at Sarah Mendoza that's Sarah with an H Mendoza you can find me at Tamara Berg and you can find me at Tamara Berg. <laughs> I'm going to follow you. Also, my website is TamaraCentral.com. Please go see it. There's cool stuff on it. And Ronnie, you're at Ronnie JR Media. I love when you say it. On Twitter. Because yeah. <laughs> I want to make sure people don't, don't write junior because they won't find you. Ronnie Junior Media. That's spelled Ronnie JR Media. Yay. So that's it. Great show, ladies. We will that's see you it. next week for Smash. Good and night, Kendra everybody. will be back with us. Yay. Go to From Bing.com, executive <laughs> producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. Views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.